can't get enough tabletop role-playing game zines? Subscribe to Broke Games Patreon to get a new print or digital role-playing game zine every month. Our zines are filled with modular dungeons, wild magic items, unique procedures, and inspiring spark tables. This month's zine takes place in a floating goblin fortress torn by competing factions. Will you support the Goblin King, join the Resistance, or restore the tunnels to their creator, the Grub Mother? Play Gabico, the Floating Goblin Fortress, to find out. Subscribe at patreon.com slash games or buy direct at brokehoodgames.com. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logod the Barbarian, joined by my two co-hosts today, Light, the Light-Fingered Thief. Hey, how's everyone doing? And your high gal. Hi, everybody. How you doing? Welcome back. Thank you. I'm great. <laughs> I'm good. So we, uh, I, we did, Light and I did an episode recently that I wanted to kind of follow up on, and we had talked a little bit uh, about a blog post that you had made and we kind of wanted to throw it in there and that was if you want to scroll back to the past and look i think the episode is called no bigotry in our spaces and i had some things to say to follow up with that and that i was thinking about after listening to it that i feel didn't get touched on but you also tell us about the blog post god uh yeah sure so i, I wrote a blog post on um I don't know what day it was. I shouldn't be better. It was uh, May 4th, May <laughs> 4th, oh, 2022. Oh, great. Oh, yeah, there it is. Um, I wrote a blog post on May 4th uh, called The New New School Revolution. Originally, I was trying to kind of take the, like I was bookending the growth of the quote unquote NSR movement um, within the, in the RPG space and kind of where we're at. Um, and then it just totally turned into like what I'm actually proud of, which is nothing to do with game design at all. Um, I'm proud of being part of a community, both uh, on a Discord and Discourse forum that is uh, openly, you know, anti-bigot, <laughs> anti-transphobe, anti-homophobe, anti-racist, um, and not just, you know, in name or mission statement, but like we have really stringent values and rules that uh the mods including myself follow to kind of keep the safe the, the space um safe from those kinds of people and it requires like a ton of vigilance and thinking and and care to make happen and you have to be as vigilant as they are pernicious the people we're talking about that can kind of get into these spaces and, and there's some pretty like complex nuance to it that i'm not totally even certain about but you know i wanted to kind of talk about so that whole post which you can find on my blog which is just newschoolrevolution.com goes into detail about how we mod our community and also like you know kind of the perspective of its members like if you look i posted a bunch of screenshots of just random people i mean i got all their permission but just i just went through and searched for various search terms relating to how folks saw the nsr space and pretty much everyone said like oh the reason i like it is x y and z and those reasons all directly related to how we moderate the space for people to feel happy there so yeah i mean that's i'm being really blasé about this but that is that is the brief summary of the the post well the one thing that i've been saying is is that there's kind of a 
a, a line that I've I personally have drawn. Like I understand going into spaces that we're going to have differences just as human beings. I am pretty far to the left, you know. Well, let me say that I am what you would consider an anarcho-communist, which is a very fringe political ideology in the United States. <laughs> That's not commonly accepted. And I know a lot of people who I am good friends with who are very adamantly anti-communist and things like that. That's okay to me. That's not what I'm, I'm not saying that we all have to homogenize whatever the word I'm looking for is all have to agree on all these things. Like when they say no politics in the space, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with people having different sort of opinions. As an organizer, I've organized with a lot of very conservative people, especially within the union that are probably Republicans and everything else. And what I have been saying is I think there's a line that needs to be drawn just in society, period, not just in the game communities, that where bigotry is just not an accepted thing. And I, I, I let me define bigotry where I'm, what I'm focusing on here. I'm, when it comes to things like gender, uh, sexuality, race, those types of things, you know, transphobia, homophobia, racism, that's kind of the line where I'm saying it should be. It's just kind of saying, hey, we should show each other mutual respect. And I understand that there's a lot of a lot of men my age, especially cisgendered, heterosexual white men my age who are coming into this these spaces and finding things that they may not 100% understand, especially when it comes to things like sexuality. And that's okay. I'm not asking you to have the greatest knowledge of these things, but just try to have mutual respect. And if somebody asks for basic things of respect, like, hey, respect the pronouns that they've asked you to use, you know, call people what they've asked you. It's just a respect thing. You don't have to understand what's going on all the time to be respectful to other people. You think I'm off by saying that? No, no. I mean, it's pretty much, you know, don't be a dick. It's pretty simple. Have some empathy for people and don't be a dick. Unfortunately, with some of these uh, biggest out there, you know, their end goal is the elimination and extermination of, you know, take your big people of color or trans folks. And that's just not acceptable. Yeah. And the other important thing is, you know, I do like in your blog post that you said, you know, the RPG hobby is heavily white American male straight. And some would even say Midwestern. <laughs> <clears throat> which is probably true. And if we want our hobby and passion to continue to grow, we need to bring in the next generation. If we don't accept the next generation for who they are, our hobby is going to die. I mean, you know, well, at least Logo and I, we're well in our 40s. We're not getting any younger. So to be able to bring in the younger folks, the next generation, we have to be able to welcome them with open arms and not, as you had mentioned, you know, be old <laughs> or old school. <laughs> we need to be new school in a way to be able to, have them enter and join our games. So I think it's important that we need to keep an open mind on many things and not just <laughs> go backwards. Yeah, uh, well, that's something too. I'm going to say that we're out here in Midwestern Ohio. We're kind of in, a, 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 I, I would call this area more rural, maybe suburban and rural regions around here, not the big city. And I, I lived here also when I was in high school for a couple of years. So I, I've lived here multiple times in my moving arounds. And in high school, a lot, there's an area out here they call New Miami, it's called New Miami. And it is extremely rural, very much like stigmatized as the white trash place and people don't like it and stuff like that. You know, it gets a lot of crap, which I, I do take issue with. There is a lot of class issues there, and I will acknowledge that. And I think sometimes people don't. There's a lot of class issues in the way people are treated there. But at the same time, we're saying very Midwestern 
um, like white cis het for the D&D. Some more people I knew back in high school came from New Miami would be considered the hicks or the hillbillies out there that play D&D than probably anywhere else I can imagine. <laughs> that was the main hub of D&D out here. Uh, so I, if I could respond to well, a point from each of you, Logar, you mentioned, you know, you're, you're okay with folks saying, hey, no politics. Um, so as a mod, we're not okay with it. Uh, to me, no politics means no politics. I don't agree with. That's what that really means. Like, I agree with yeah. that. No, no, I know you do. I know yeah, you. I, I, I just want to. I agree when you say that. Like to, to, <laughs> to us, to us, um, that is a shibboleth. You guys familiar with that term shibboleth? Um, I don't know what that word means. It, it's I all know it's it's it, okay. So it's in Hebrew, it's shibboleth. It's actually the word for um the oat, uh, not oat, uh, the wheat, the little. The diamonds and the wheat to the foxtail. I don't know what you call it in English, yeah. but the, what it is, is um, there is a story in the Bible of um, outsiders trying to come in and the, the protagonists essentially knew that the outsiders were outsiders by how they pronounced the name of the foxtail. Uh, got it. Right? They, they, they said, you know, what do you call this? And they said, shibolet in the wrong way. And so that marked them as outsiders. So to, to me, one of the shibboleths for us on, in the NSR discord is if someone comes in and says, well, I don't want politics on my table, that boom, we go into the mod channel and we are like, all right, watch this person. Let's sure. see what happens. Pay attention, pay attention. Oh, they're talking only in the modern D&D channel and about how much they think story games are for weak, emotional people or something, then that, uh, okay, we're going to, we're like either going to speak to them through a private message, or we're going to publicly go and call them out, I guess you'd call it. So a call in or a call out, depending. Sometimes you have to set culture. And so a call out is necessary. Other times, if you feel like the person might be approachable, you can reach out directly, but we look for those kinds of things. We look for people who may carry with them the weight of normative behavior that you see in the RPG space. Now, when I say earlier, you know, this is a, at the end of my blog post, I said um, what Light brought up about how this hobby is largely Midwestern white dudes. I don't mean to exclude all the people who A, are not that, and B, who have always been around. They've always been around. But the reality is, if you go into the OSR Discord and you did like a head count for the OSR subreddit, <laughs> I'm sorry, those mostly white dude. It just is. It doesn't matter. I mean that the, even if it was 80 20, I'm it's one still of them. huge. Yeah, no, 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 no. I am one of them <laughs> for, for, for real. Well, and so like like what I can say is someone who's not from the Midwest, like someone who's an immigrant who has suffered specific kinds of anti-Semitism in the US and xenophobia and someone who's white passing, but doesn't identify that way. For me, it's just like another hurdle to like, okay, here's a group of people who even not by their own choice, exclude others simply through what they consider like normative behavior you know their defaultism they they carry it forward unless it's brought up and and kind of at least signal that you say like hey when you're describing every single elf in your game as a blonde dude like that right. says that means <laughs> that means something it's also if i may fucking boring it is and <laughs> and so one tone <laughs> yeah and it's like god dude like there's such a rich heritage of shit that isn't this like I'm not saying don't have this. I, I fucking love European fantasy shit. Like I love it. My focus is more on like Eastern European and, you know, Jewish and some Middle Eastern fantasy, but like 
I really, I, I don't get me wrong. I love like your Welsh, English, Irish, German folklore, but it doesn't mean that there's not room Others. for set every, literally everywhere else. Like, and it's untapped, you know? It is untapped. I mean, there's uh, so many mythos, like you said, from other cultures that we could tap into. <laughs> I was learning today. I watched this YouTube series called Monstrum. And I was learning about this Amazonian creature that has no mouth on its head, just a giant eye, but it's, entire stomach is a mouth and it tears off its victims limbs before eating them and it its specific task is it protects the rainforest uh, dude like uh and that you know they had this like terrible animation but it's still like pretty terrifying so it's a so, so it's a 10 hit dice monster maybe it's, it's oh i was i was trying to stat it in my mind i was like no no stats for this you just you don't, win. don't win you lose the only way to win is to save the rainforest all right? save the rainforest yeah. protect the rainforest yeah um but yeah so to both your points like the space it contains multitudes and there are ways to i think protect those who are kind of overshadowed and i think the way that you do that at least with within our space is, as I said, calling and calling out whatever. But another big part of it is don't make folks who've had to explain their fucking existence take on the labor, you know? And I, I think that's one part of it is like constantly asking people to explain themselves about stuff that to them is um, just who they are and to everyone else is like weird or, or abnormal. And I'll, I'll be more specific because I feel like I'm being too abstract here. Oftentimes when there is a confused interaction between like whatever a trad, like a, a Gronyard style OSR gamer who joins our space and has been there for a little bit, but hasn't really f- figured out the culture yet. Um, there'll be some kind of interaction. And like someone will say something about, I don't know, anti-colonial play. And the person uh i'm referring to would respond and be like well that's politics off my table like don't don't just sit there as a either a participant or as a mod and just let the person who's talking about the anti-colonial play have to explain it because that shit is grating and exhausting for those people to have to always explain and so to us it's like no 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 we're taking that weight from you we're taking we're just i as, as my friend Amanda always says, um, <laughs> you have endless energy to explain shit to white boys. And um, and she's she's Puerto Rican. And she's like, I just don't I just don't have the time to go into another long conversation about why maybe you shouldn't like borrow this entire culture for your own fun and amusement borrow, without respecting it. Steal. <laughs> steal. Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, like, I do feel like you can get inspired and that's all, whatever. Like, I mean, if people, if you love something, you love something, but like fucking learn about it first. Sure. You know? Yeah, I could say a lot about that, but like, I just think putting that labor on the people who are most affected is the wrong attitude. And so you're not trying to white knight them. You're trying to support those people. And as a mod, your job is to be like, hey, 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 like, Let's be respectful and try to hear each other out, assume good faith, but like, don't just make the people most affected, like marginalized people have to fucking explain themselves time after time, after time, after time, because eventually they'll just give up because why wouldn't they? They don't, they got better things to do, you know? Right. Exactly. It's not upon the burden shouldn't be upon, you know, us people of color or people who maybe have a different sexual identity and such to have to justify our existence. And to your point about, you know, the no politics, for example, you know, human rights and human existence isn't politics. Uh, it, it, it shouldn't be. So when people come in with like no politics, okay, so maybe we, we won't argue about, let's say, um, 
economic strategies, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's politics. So, but, you know, for basic human rights and human existence, I don't consider that politics. Right. You know, if, if your goal is to exterminate the existence of, you know, Jewish people or African-Americans or transgender people or, you know, enslaved women and African-Americans. I mean, okay, that, that's not politics. That's basic human rights, guys. If that's your politics, I'm pretty much going to put a brick in your face. I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. That's, it's so odd because, like, the folks who are talking about no politics, they have monarchs in their games. They, you know... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, politics in that's politics, that's man. Politics. That's your, no, no, yeah. have mon- don't get me wrong. I... <laughs> I mean, like my favorite example is like George R. R. Martin. He does politics real well, and yet he yes. still has, you know, complicated War of the Roses style kingdoms, you know, at war. But like, really shows how brutal that shit is. And you don't have to. You don't have to have your game be like the real world. You just have to own what it is you are uh, talking about, which is um, it doesn't mean you're. It doesn't mean just because you have a king in your game that you're pro king. It just means that you're willing to kind of grapple with what that means and also when someone says no politics i'm like okay so like you're cool with like describing the enslavement of a dark race or something right exactly like what do you like <laughs> like would you be okay with that like where is the line so again no politics no politics i don't agree with which um and, and I, I logar i no way do i think that's what you <laughs> you were <laughs> didn't agree with that i'm just being like that to us is such a like a dude sure. comes in and says that or whatever. I mean, that's a big but that's a red, red flag. flag. Big yeah, red, red flag. flag. I mean, they're yeah. signaling. They're signaling already that they are probably okay in saying certain things about certain people. And yeah, <laughs> and, and you know, well, and you know what's interesting is so like one of the hard parts of being a mod in a space. We have like sixteen hundred people on our Discord now. Let's say like five hundred are active. Whatever. Like one of the things that's hard is knowing where the line is and like. I'll give you an example. And I talked about this in the blog post. So I'll talk about it here as well. There is a website that does a bunch of reviews of OSR modules and games and stuff. Well, I'm mostly modules. I don't personally like it. I think it's mean spirited. I think it is um, often wrong and doesn't get it and is bad faith, but whatever it exists. And I don't have any opinions about the author, what their beliefs are. What I do know is that the author has no problem with letting bigots transphobes and outright racist right-wing tucker carlson loving fascists talk to one another in the comment section pretty much for every single one uh, that's a platform <laughs> uh, that and that's so we we have a, as and i say this in the blog post we have two categories right outright racist biggest transphobes easy vendor satanis that dude will never show up in my discord if he does and i know it's him he's he's banned right immediately any link to vendor's website banned immediately any uh other people too like follow that category it's either immediate ban talking to the person who linked whatever there's like a whole we're willing to have a conversation like if you link and don't know like if you don't know that you know age of dusk or whatever is an asshole i'm gonna talk to you about it the minute i see that appear i'm like that dude sucks here's why delete the link and we'll move on just don't do it again so that those are easy the platformers are hard. So let me ask a question here. Sure. I, I, I can I, I, I have, so I'm thinking like, like I was thinking the other day and back in the day we had like problems with Nazis going to shows and stuff. So they came up with it. And, and you know, a lot of us ran around with our heads shaved and our bracers on and all that. And we had our little sharps and rash logos, skinheads against racial prejudice and red and, 
anarchist, uh, anarchist skinheads. skinheads and yeah. stuff like that. And Trot I know skins. lights. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, skins. and those were things they'd put on the, the posters for the show. So there was some, it would be easy to do something like that in the OSR sphere. Just be like, oh, here's this. It's called this. And you put it out. Now, that's not what I'm asking. Um, but I'm kind of putting that out there to preface this. When the Amoliki workers were organizing down in the Florida area and places like that, they you would go into places like Wall. So the Amoliki workers represented farm workers who actually cannot unionize or organize illegally in the United States. And their answer to that was to create an organization that asked people like Walmart and Taco Bell to only purchase from growers who gave XYZ basic human rights to people. And they organized that and they would go from place to place. They got Walmart to sign, they got Taco Bell to sign, and we were working with them organizing to try to boycott Wendy to get Wendy to sign on and agree to that. But they, you know, would rather use slave labor than, than agree to that, apparently, which is what they were caught doing. And that was their strategy that was successful. They went around and said, hey, will you agree to X, Y, Z? Uh, what it, would it look like or would it be possible for some folks to get together and organize something where they said, hey, we'll sit down and have a discussion and say, these are a few base things we kind of expect in a community. What like that discussion would have to be had first. What are those base things we're talking about? And maybe open it up to others, like people who are more conservative and say, let's have a discussion, an open discussion, and then go around like the Amoliki workers did and say, hey, will you agree to xyz basic standards do you think that's an outrageous thing to say that could happen in a space like the role-playing game community or i'd uh, really be conflict yeah. over it <laughs> yeah i i have an answer but let you go first go on yeah i was gonna say if it's an online dialogue i think that'd be very difficult because there's yeah. a lot of online well, trolls that can be anonymous and to be no, frank no. that dude you took the words out have, of my mouth it would have to be a, an actual like the, sit down and organize thing, but not the, an the, internet the, the <laughs> folk, for okay for one thing emoliki they got like congress to like work with them they got like acts passed you know <laughs> all right this is different category i mean they um uh, actually i hear that they have a really awesome like museum there okay okay so let, let me okay so there's the my answer is no i don't think it's possible now i have two answers to that one of them kind of dovetails into what we were talking about a minute ago with like i have these two categories right the outright bigots and then the other category is platformers which yep. like enablers like, and platformers right, yeah. right right well yeah but yeah same deal but yeah that's why i call them in the blog post and there's a difficulty there and i'll give you an example of this because it's exactly what you're talking about so we had this person join uh, the NSR discord like six months ago was pretty active for the first couple of months, then linked to uh, that website. I mentioned a few minutes, a few minutes ago. And when it comes to platformers, we don't ban, we don't delete the link. We just remind the person basically uh, it's more, it's kind of a trigger warning. Honestly, it's like, Hey, just so you know, those comments are a poisonous pit of snakes. Um, so we, I, I, I called this person out. I said, Hey, just so you know, like there's a bunch of jerks in that, Form. And this person got real upset at me and said, you know, well, I really respect this reviewer and I think you should, you shouldn't just say things like that. You should provide proof. And so I did like multiple proofs. And then I even provided proofs of the people talking and who they are. And then the person just left the server. <laughs> they just, oh, yeah, no, we but, don't need them then. You don't, but I, don't I, I actually kind of feel like it was a loss for us though. I mean, I agree that like, okay, that shit's not happening. Great. Like we set a standard, everyone else will understand. And we haven't had that happen since on the flip side. I, I feel kind of like, wow, like that. I wish, I wish that person had been like, oh, you're right. I do care. I won't do this anymore. Or I won't, I'll think about that. You know, I, I that, that would have been a win to me is them saying, sure. 
yeah, I have kindness. I mean, ultimately what this comes down to is empathy, which is the hardest thing. It is just, it is the hardest thing, especially if you're like a white American dude, if I found it's just like, you, why would you have empathy when even like, what's that thing they say? Like, just because you're white doesn't mean your life hasn't been hard. It's just that your skin color hasn't been one of the reasons it's hard. Like, I think that mentality doesn't exist for the most part. People don't think about it that way that they, they have this kind of like, like I've seen people outright just deny the experience of others rather than be empathetic. Like, like, like I have seen people in my own personal life, not anonymous people, my own personal life who after being explained, yeah, when you say to this person, when you ask this black person why they are here, that's not the first time they've been asked, why are you walking through our, a neighborhood? That's the 20th time. Right. And it's probably the last time they're going to try. Understand what they're bringing. It's different if you ask the white guy, it's different. And, and, and rather than empathize and understand, they deny that person's experience. And that to me is so prevalent on the internet because of anonymity, as like pointed out, but also the reality is most of these guys are trolls and ironic dicks. And that's what the internet is full of. <laughs> yeah. and, and not just that, it's, it, this goes back to freaking um, John, uh, John Paul Sartre. Uh, uh, you ever read, uh, there's a book called Anti-Semite and Jew, right? It's a famous Sartre book by... Um, I've not read that one, no. It's fantastic. I actually have it right there. It has this line where he quotes a common interaction between uh, anti-Semites and anyone else. And what they basically say is they kind of like half mockingly argue with you. And then when you finally sort of like gotten to a point where it's uh, obvious that they're trolling you, they then pretend the whole thing was a joke and that you're taking it too seriously. Right. Like, and that's a very common tactic that these oh, yeah. racist and fascists use. Yes, it is. And it has been, Literally, I mean, it's in anti-fascist and anti-Semite and Jew is like from the 19th, late 30s, I think. Oh, you know? so it and existed then and it's still practiced today. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. And it's a common. And so that's why, look, you're talking about Republicans who are good faith. I'm, these people are generally not good faith online, the people who are promoting these kinds of ideas. And that said, I, I, you did make me think of that um, OSR is for all movement mm -hmm. a couple of years ago where they like redid the OSR logo and that guy, <laughs> it was licensed in such a way where if later you were found out to be a Nazi or whatever, the author was like, I have the right to tell you to take it down. Otherwise you can use it. It was like this very interesting kind of trademark copyright situation where it was like, if you're a Nazi, you are legally not allowed to use my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate um, that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I know that that was a whole spiel, but like, I, I, I do think what you're describing would be very hard to do. Although, you know what? It doesn't mean you couldn't have a good faith attempt, like an online convention to talk about it and bring lots of people in. I think that that is possible. I think that it should be discussed in public spheres and that we should open it up and say that there's certain uh, and, and express that there's things that in those lines that should be drawn, like maybe be clear. And, and I think that even like when it comes to just outside of the gaming community and the left right discourse that occurs online. I think one of the things I would have to do if I was talking about this was I'd have to admit that there is just bad behavior happening online. That isn't that that is the left has some bad behaviors when interacting with people as well as the right. And it may not be the same type of thing that's going on there, like just the pure bigotry and, and, and anti-Semitism and transphobia. But it, it's cruel edgelord behavior happens on both sides. 
Would you disagree with that? Can you be specific about what you're talking about? I guess I want I want to understand what, what what's different about it. How is it different? And that I think that the difference I think that the difference is usually just the content and who's being attacked. How like the left is going to attack its own a lot of the times. It will attack others, but in just kind of mean spirited, nasty things and stuff like that. That are oh, I mean, I think we. I, mean, I left this left book a long time. Let what they call the left book a long time ago because of that bad behavior going on in there. If that makes sense. I do see Logar's part. I mean, among the left, we snipe at each other just as much as we snipe at um, others as well. Too, you know, I personally don't like working with tankies. Um, that's just my personal <laughs> point of view. Um, however, in terms of having a dialogue with folks online, I, I struggle with that. I struggle with some of the points that you made earlier around, you know, having to explain ourselves over and over and over. Yeah. So for example, with like the D&D first edition Oriental Adventures, you know, there's all kinds of folks that are like, oh, I love it. Why are you guys yeah. putting warnings on it? But, but oh I, don't wanna, I, I don't want to yeah. explain it. I mean, you know, I'm yeah. of Asian descent. I'm tired of explaining it. I don't want to go through that discussion. I don't want to try to convince some 50 year old white dude, old, yeah. white dude that Oriental Adventures like, in general. No, it's like fucking Al Qadim, man. It's like, yeah, I, exactly. Same thing. I, I totally <laughs> like, it's, you know, I'm a Middle Eastern Jew, but like that shit. I remember the first time I saw that, it, whatever. I think I saw it in print actually. And it, made my skin crawl you yeah know? you look at and, it you're like holy and, crap this is all racist and, well don't to be honest and like i feel like yeah i was the other day i was looking at a sale on drive through rpg and they had a bunch of sales on the print on demand scans of like old D modules oh that's right yep that was the, the big and, sale most of them had little disclaimers saying, you know, which is the coast wants to acknowledge that this was made at a different time. You know, the Disney thing. Right. Right. Um, which I think is rad. I had no problem with it, but God yep. damn, the amount of people in the comments were like, sign this petition to stop wizards of the coast from doing this. First off, who the fuck do you think you are? You think some corporation is going to listen to your like <laughs> fucking petition, even if it was for a good cause, I would think it was a stupid right. idea. And then, but second, like, this is what you're using your energy on this. This is what like, you're passionate about is to take away like, a, a, like, a two line disclaimer. At the I know of the book. It, not even <laughs> in the book, dude, it's on the drive through page. It's not even on the printed. Oh, it's, book. it's not even on the book. Really. I don't I, think so. I can look, I, ha- I have one from I, earlier from like last I year. I they look. added it in, in the, Oh, book. maybe you're right. I just saw it in the drive through page. But yeah, like, yeah, it's definitely on the drive through page. I was like, what? <laughs> just those people lost cause. You're not going to get, cause. you're not yes, going to get exactly. Them. And I don't, it is a lost cause. and like, this is whatever, I'm not going to plug my own work here, but like, okay. I had this feeling where I often see Jewish, Jewish stuff kind of used in this way, not nearly to the extent that Asian and Middle Eastern stuff is used, but um, a lot of Kab- Kabbalistic and uh, Jewish ritual is used in like, Ooh, an arcade and spooky. Like oh, you'll right. see exactly. like, it's like so a Dr. Strange kind of thing. And it's like, I mean, some of it is pretty out there, but it's not for summoning devils. It's for creating God. It's like way more intense than you might even like Kabbalah is crazy and amazing and interesting. And like anyone should who's interested in weird occult shit should be into it. But like I'll see even on like prominent like indie RPG stores, I'll see stuff for sale. That's like here is a foundational ritual and we're just using it as the cover of this like notebook. Like I'm not going to call it names here, but there is, there is one of those things. And I remember seeing it and it made me angry. It was like, so this is just like used to sell shit. Like it's like me taking like, I don't know, like um, a Taoist principle and immigrant and and like uh, iconography and then being like, here's a calendar. 
Like that's to me is what it feels like. And uh, so I spent the last two years working on this module that is all Jewish based mythology, ritual lore. And I'm like really working hard to try to make it both respectful, but also gameable. And, um, and it's hard. It's hard. Like people crap on sensitivity consultants and like, no, no, you, you should get them. Like, yeah, you should, if you're you should not, get them. <laughs> I, I am a Jew, but I wasn't religious. So like I, I'm getting people who are to look at it, you know, right. multiple people, some very religious, some not to like give me their opinion about it. Even because I, 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 you know, some of it was new to me and I, I, and I technically could own it. I can be like, well, I'm a Jew. I, you know, my family are from shtetls in e- Ukraine, but it doesn't mean I shouldn't pay attention and be like, okay, am I being a dick about this? And I think like, if I have to do that, like somebody who's not definitely better, definitely do better that. do that. Yeah. Like, you know, you're being, you have the self-awareness to know that your work, you want to make sure that, like you said, it's culturally accurate and not culturally offensive to someone that might be very deeply religious. Also you get, dude, the facts are always more interesting than whatever your tertiary understanding of something is. Like I, I have learned such crazy stuff. Right. About, That's part of the growth. Like learning. my own, like my own like history is like, Oh my God. Like, there's so much interesting stuff out there. And instead of just having like two white dudes at, you know, Watsi, <laughs> I they didn't even have Google when they did Al-Qadim, but like, I don't know what sources they used. They but... went to the local library and got the, the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, even worse. <laughs> even though no, it what probably was, it was probably something from like the fifties that like, you know, another, right. you know, Orientalist and Occidentalist met and wrote up something. Anyways, whatever. I, yeah. So I, I, again, it'd be difficult to try to, like you said, educate some 50 year white dude in the Midwest. However, I think we do have an opportunity, as I mentioned earlier, to bring in the next generation. So like I said, the youth, the youth, hopefully they have not been corrupted by Tucker Carlson or any of these other Fox News fascists. But if I we can think, bring yeah. up the youth to have the appreciation for diversity of culture, religion, sexual orientation and such, then I have a little bit more hope. I don't know. Again, that's my personal opinion. You know, it sounds like I've given up on the old guys. Well, I'm tired of trying to convince them and change their minds. So I'm going to focus on the youth. Well, we're about on time. Do we want to talk about this more in a future episode? Maybe tomorrow's episode? Or do we want to call it here? <laughs> I mean, I can keep on going. I mean, it depends on the time. I, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I can All right. All right. Well, if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, I guess listen tomorrow because we'll continue this conversation tomorrow. You can find us on Facebook. Search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. Real quick, I wanted, I wanted, I, I think I should probably do a Patreon shout out on this episode since I expect a lot of folks to be listening, especially our patrons. So I want to just thank everybody who has helped keep this show going. Huffa, Jim. Kyle, Michael, Cameron, Rory, Todd, Ravi, Omer, John, Mike, and Richard. Thank you very much for your support. And we really couldn't do this without you. And if you're so inclined, go over to patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards. We could use all the support we could get. And as all and as always, keep those dice rolling. Roll those rainbow dice. It's June.